The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As children, we are forever asking the question, why? Yet, at some point, as we move into adulthood, the question gets easily answered with something similar to, just because. Why did we stop asking why? Welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show, a program where we not only strive to answer those why questions, but we'll find out how to ask more and not settle for just because. Now, here's Mickey Ellison. Good morning and welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am extremely excited about my guest today. Um, Actually, she is someone I don't remember not knowing my guest today at any point in time in our life. Um, we literally lived a mile apart, and actually having her on was was part of what we started last week with Michael Gowan, and if you listen to the show next week, the the opening of the show will change. Um, there's some things that we're starting to work on, and uh, really excited with the direction the show is starting to take, and um, you know, we've had a little bit of a sports bent for the last couple of weeks, and Tiffany Sweely, who is our guest today, knows exactly why, because that was my life um, growing up. But uh, Tiffany is a very special person to me. Although this is like this is a twenty year reunion. We I, Tiffany, hey, welcome to the show. By the way, thanks. I'm so glad to be here. And if I call her Tiffany Callahan at any point in time during the show, it's because that's what I've known her for for as for forty two years. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, um, Michael uh, Gowan came on has been on twice, and part of the reason I had Michael on was first of all he he. I had a post on Facebook and was just ripped. I, this was not the guy that I had played softball with 14 or 15 years ago before I moved out to Kansas. And I got more interested into what he was doing, found out he's a team beach body coach. But digging in more, found that he he's actually changing people's lives. He's doing it individually. We've kind of changed the direction and, and talking about changing the world. And it sounds like a big task, and it is a big task, but not if we do it the correct way. And um, Tiffany and I have have been friends on Facebook, although I didn't even really participate with Facebook until um, until the show started, frankly, because I, I think I played Bejeweled on it a few times. But other than that, um, it, it just I, I don't like sitting in front of a computer after looking at it doing my financial planning business all day long. But when I started reading more about what Tiffany has, has done, and we've got an announcement we're going to do today. She's just received, re- released a book. Um, but anyway, hey, Tiffany, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing because you are actually doing what Michael and I are talking about doing now. You're, you are doing some things that, that I believe will change the world. And we talked a little bit about it's not changing. We can't change all of Nashville, which is where you're at, you're at or all of Wichita all at one time. It's one person at a time. Right. Right. So, Well, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that right now – my focus is uh, to get out and speak, um, and I have you know different topics that I speak about. But 
you know, I always call myself like a Renaissance woman because I have so many different interests. But um, my main calling, you know, is communication. And I communicate lots of different things. But, you know, I think that spiritually um, is my main calling to share with people, you know, whatever it is God needs me to share with them at that time. And I just recently spoke um, at an entrepreneur workshop that was geared mainly towards women. And uh, the topic that I spoke on was fear. Uh, fear, overcoming fear and starting your own business, overcoming fear and and whatever in life. And uh, so even though it was a small group of women there in Nashville, like you said, you have to start somewhere and you plant seeds there and then it just, you know, it just blossoms from there and moves from person to person. So I'm super excited about this new chapter in my life because this has just begun and uh, God's really opening some amazing doors. Well, and, and I don't want people to uh, uh, not know about some of the talents you have. Actually, you are probably the most talented person that I, especially in as far as how well you sing. I, I'm not a you. You know, you've known me for for 42 years. I was 43 years almost for you now. It right. is 43 years for I. I gave Tiffany a hard time one time about <laughs> she being older than me on the on the Facebook post, and then she promptly said back that uh, well, at least I don't look older than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I working to on that. Something to come back with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that part, but uh, you've had quite a journey, um, mm-hmm. and, and starting from high school. Actually, reading some of what you have on your website, which is simply tiffanysweely.com. If you can't remember that at the Mickey Ellison website, there's also a, a post to where you can go to Tiffany's website, and it's also a place where you can buy the book she's recently uh, released, or links you to where you can buy the book from her site. We're going to talk a little bit about that book in in a bit, but tell a little bit about your your journey and, and one, how you wound up in in the town where my alma mater is in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. I think we kind of almost missed each other. I think you were leaving and I was coming. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, after um, I went to Converse College, I got a Bachelor of Music degree there in vocal performance. And Converse is in Spartanburg, Spartanburg. South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And I went there for four years, got my degree. And um, at that time, uh, everybody was talking about Indiana University. I had no idea Indiana University was such uh, an amazing music school. Um, So I went there, auditioned, and I got my Master of Music degree from Indiana University. At that time, um, my husband, or future husband, uh, was living in Indianapolis. And so uh, we met uh, there. Um, But I auditioned for Opryland because I was coming to the end of my degree, and I had sung classical music uh, for 13 years straight. And to be honest, I was a little burnt out. I had really uh, worked hard, and I was like, you know, I told my teacher, I said, I need a break. So I auditioned for Opryland, and I got hired. (laughs) So we took off to Myrtle Beach. South Carolina, and I worked there for a year. I so, well, how, do, how do you go? How do you go from Opryland to Myrtle Beach? Is there a, is there a link there? There is uh, the Alabama Theater. Actually, the talent is hired through Opryland. Okay. So they have a show that runs um, Monday through Saturday, and that show is just um, it was called the American Pride Show at that time, and they do that show through hiring talent uh, through Opryland, and okay. so. Uh, I got hired to do that. I had a contract for a year, and then they moved my contract to Nashville for the following year. And so Chris and I were like, well, it looks like we're moving to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) But the cool thing was we were halfway in between our parents, and so I I did that for a year, 
that was the year Opryland shut down. So I only got to perform for them for two years. Um, After that, I was like, you know, I I have a degree in music. I might as well use it. So I literally taught at uh, three different universities here in Nashville uh, with my music degree. And I did that while I had my children and while they were growing up. And um, so now that they're older and I'm not teaching in college, you know, I've just really been on a journey to say, God, what do you want me to do now? And that's how all of this has come about. The book, the CD, and uh, my speaking has come from there because it's like all these years and all the things that you learn, uh, the things that you go through, now it's time to share it. And it seems like uh-huh. that's where I'm at right now. Well, it, don't you find sometimes it, it, it was the hardest thing to do to start sharing some of those things? Because you you know the the personalities or, or the reputations that we we may have had, whether they were true or false, when we were at Palmetto High School. And, and folks, by the way, Tiffany and I come from a place that is so small. <laughs> I don't even know that you call it a town. Um, we had we had a feed and seed store, so uh, mm-hmm. um, it, it is a but it's a great, great, great place to grow up. But yes. I, I actually, and you don't even know this because we haven't talked in in twenty years. Right. That um, we, my wife and I, and I actually met my wife playing ball believe it or not playing baseball uh-huh. and I met I met her in, in Hayes Kansas and we were actually got engaged in one of the gazebos at Opryland Hotel oh and and uh, I was so nervous on that deal I put the, <laughs> the, I put a ring on the wrong hand um, <laughs> you know and that was a foregone conclusion I think that she was going to say yes but I was still so nervous but um you know, when when we first got married, we started a started a business, and uh, actually, I started it before we got married in 1994. And and we, I quit my job. And you think about the the brilliance of this. I quit my job um, in May of 1995, and we were married on June 10th, 1995. Oh wow! Um, having no idea what uh, uh, what was was to come. Uh, only to be $200,000 in debt a year and a half later with uh, n- not knowing how to pay that debt off and um, my mom and dad's house being the collateral on the debt. Wow. And, uh, and God has blessed me with Nikki. Nikki has been, um, you know, you, you hear so many stories of marriages that are broken up because because of financial, um, mm-hmm. const- financial strains. Yes. And mm-hmm. We've just been in this thing together, and she's put up with me for, you know, it was 19 years yesterday. Mm. And, um, you know, she's been just such a blessing. But we go through those things, and, and I go back, we had our uh, 20-year reunion um, not too long ago that I have not been back to either, either any of them. I didn't come to the 10-year reunion because we had it right after I moved out here. But you look at, um, sometimes you're embarrassed. You go back, you know. We're, we have these expectations that mm-hmm. people put on us that we put on ourselves. You know, right. I'm, going to, I'm going to Vanderbilt University, which is a, it is a great school. Absolutely. But, but it doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be successful. And some of the trials and tribulations that Nikki and I have gone through, in the end, have made us stronger. They didn't. They sucked while we were going through it. Right. But, but they have made us stronger. And for so long... It was more of an embarrassment, whereas today I'm looking at it as, as a blessing and a way to actually use that to teach other people not to do these things. I've also you've if you've seen the fat picture on uh, on on Facebook that I posted on there not too long ago, correct? Right. 
And oh, you know, I'm those are fat. The, oh, that <laughs> you was might brilliant. call it fat. I don't call that fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the 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 one from uh, maybe you haven't seen the one from when Jordan, our oldest boy, was was born. And but there's there's things that you know I've gone through being overweight, being able to to get back in into shape, um, right. gone through the debt issue, and and gone through crises in the financial planning industry, and mm-hmm. and, and two of them. Right. Um, the dot com bubble and the most recent one in two thousand eight. Right, and um, I think you've had a journey somewhat similar, although not exactly the same way. Just by reading what I read on on your website and mm-hmm. and taking some of those things that you know, they're just part of life. Mm-hmm. We are all flawed human beings, and mm-hmm. we're going to screw up sometimes. And you know. The blessing that we have with, with being being Christians and believing in Christ is the fact that He washes those away. He knows right. we're going to screw up. Right. Absolutely. But, uh, but we're getting well, close you know, to a break. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead and talk because it's not a hard break. We're good. Um, the thing about it, one thing you said just really struck me because I've, I have struggled with that for so long, and that is other people's expectations and allowing yourself to allow other people to put on you what they expect from you. And the problem we, is that we begin to start second-guessing ourselves. We may really know who we are. We may really know who we are in Christ. But as soon as someone comes along and starts putting these expectations on us, we begin to doubt who, who we are and what our purpose is. And, well, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or am I supposed to be doing that over there? And a lot of times it's kind of the enemy trying to distract us from our true purpose. And the enemy will come and he will tell you, hey, you know what, you better not talk about that because they're going to think like this of you uh, because they're expecting you to be like this. And it's all to keep us paralyzed and to keep us uh, in fear so that we don't truly step into what God wants us to do. And we have to just try our best to turn those voices off and stay focused. And that's why that personal daily walk um, with him is so important because if you're not careful, you will let those other voices pull you off of your purpose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, folks, we're at the end of this segment. We're going to talk more with Tiffany when we get back, and we're going to talk more about the fear and, and learning from those mistakes. And um, don't miss the last two segments of the show because we're going to talk about the book she has just written. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are tuned to the Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at money planning.com. Now back to the show. Hey, I, this is Mickey. I wonder if that phone number actually works because I'm still waiting on someone to be the first call in on, on the live show. But uh, anyway, also, the webs, the email address will be changing. Um, it is, it's Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Um, it has been that for a while. I'm just waiting on Voice America to get that corrected on the on the intro. But if you do send an email to Mickey at Money-Planning.com, I will get that one as well. But uh, our, our guest today is Tiffany Sweely, and I've managed not to say Callahan um, when I'm doing that. Um, Tiffany, Tiffany is, uh, is one of the... We've been friends longer than most anybody that I can know outside of my brother, um, and I don't know that I was even friends with my brother when we were when we were that age when we were kids. <laughs> no, he, I, I love my brother to death, and he's partially responsible for the change in direction that the show has taken by sending me a Facebook post uh, a, a couple of months ago. But um, Tiffany, before we went to the break, we were talking. You're you're hitting on is kind of what you you spoke about in, in at your most recent. Um, uh, event or what do I call that? Where where, where you went and spoke to some uh, yeah, a women's group? Yeah, it was an group. entrepreneur workshop. And, and you spoke about fear, and mm-hmm. fear fear is the most paralyzing to me of all the different emotions that we can have because it keeps us from doing what what we you and I as Christians believe what God calls us to do. Right. And uh, we I don't know why we fear uh, if we believe in in, in uh, Christ is our Lord and Savior, the creator of the universe. I'm not exactly sure why we're scared of anything else, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, but we do. It, it's, uh, it's really easy to do that. I know for, for years, I, you think about this, getting it started. This is how crazy people were to invest with me for 15 years ago. I'm $200,000 in debt, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to tell people how to manage their money. But yet, the experience was actually more valuable to the people that I would, would have, was working with at that time if I would have just used it. Uh-huh. Rather than try to hide it, and and also the expectations that people put on us that we start to put on ourselves, and you know I I've never um, been driven by money. It doesn't drive me whatsoever. I I cringe when I have to put on a tie, mm-hmm. and I ha- and and, uh, and I'm assuming that your husband gets to do that quite a bit because of uh, of what you're involved with. But but it. it I've never cared anything about. It. I don't know if you know this, Tiffany. Our senior year, I was player of the year in the in the conference that, that we played in in baseball, and it was all conference three of the four years that I was there. You know how many of those uh, banquets I went to? How many? Zero. <laughs> I didn't care about it. I just wanted to play the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, it, it was. But somewhere along the way. Through college and getting out of college and, and having some failures, the the I lost who I was, mm-hmm. and I think that we all. I, I don't know. Did you experience any of that? Because you mentioned in here that at age twenty nine that you you uh, um, accepted 
you, you re-accepted God back into your life. I don't know exactly how to put that, but mm-hmm. um, and, and something changed at 29. Yeah. Well, um, after I had left home and went to college, um, you, you have to remember I grew up in a very religious home, very religious. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a, a wonderful side to that, and then there's a small negative part to that. Um, the negative side was is that I was kind of taught to see God as a big ogre with a stick, and whatever you did wrong, he was going to beat you upside the head with it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of prevented me from seeing how much love he had for me. And so as soon as I got out of college, uh, or as soon as I went to college, um, I was kind of tired of all of that. Um, and I wanted to um, do something different. I wanted to do my own thing. Uh, and I did that for many, many years. Uh, when Chris and I got married, we were both, you know, uh, like that. And, and it took till I was about 28, 29 for God to finally say, okay, this is enough. Okay, you've tried all of this your way. Uh, it's time for you to do it my way. And so I actually recommitted, you know, my relationship again and said, you know what, you're right. I've been trying to do my own thing. Nothing's happening. I'm not happy. And the thing that people don't understand about God's Word is that it is all to protect us. Everything Mm -hmm. that He says is to lead us into the happiest, most fulfilled life we can have. Not a, a, a book of a bunch of, I don't want you to do this and I don't want you to do that. What it's basically saying is, I love you enough to tell you the truth. And don't we mm-hmm. say that to our children? I yeah. love you enough to tell you the truth. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. And that is what the Word of God is for us as, as His children. He's trying to tell us, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And I just want you to know ahead of time, it's much better if you just do it my way. Because I'm, you know, I love you more than anybody. So mm-hmm. once I gave my, you know, I recommitted my life back to God and said, you know, I'm going to do it your way, then Chris, for the first time, received Christ as his Savior with, within like six months. And awesome. we began a brand new journey as a couple together mm-hmm. from that point. Yeah, it, it, it is a... Uh, um it's a tough thing to do to recognize that, you know, I'm actually reading a book right now by a guy named Chris Ferrar called The Liberty of the God That Failed. Mm-hmm. And and he's talking more so as a country because, you know, what people, you, you mentioned it a minute ago, people will look at Christianity and look at it, it's a bunch of, bunch of don'ts. You don't do this. You don't do that. You know, there is some of that. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's some obvious ones. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covet. Mm-hmm. But But there's... The thing that people forget, they'll, they'll look at tragedies that happen around around the country, around the world, and they'll, they'll you know, some things just happen, and, and why, do, why do good people get hurt? But a lot of times, God God gave us one other thing that's called free will. Right. He, did, he wants the relationship with us, but he wants us to want that relationship as well. Exactly. So he's given us the freedom to go do all these things. You, you can go out and, you know... He, a lot of talk today about living sexually immoral lives. Mm-hmm. Well, we can live sexually immoral lives, and he gives us the freedom to do that, but he also told us why we shouldn't. Right. And sometimes we just, we're, it's like telling the, your kid, don't put your hand on the hot stove. Well, sometimes I have one kid, that rascal's got to put his hand on the hot <laughs> stove to find out that it's hot. The other one, well, just listen. He's like, oh, okay, Dad said, don't put okay. my hand on the hot stove. I'm not going to try that. Right. But um, Exactly. And you know what? When you're talking about fear, one interesting thing I learned the other day, I was listening to a, uh, I don't know if she's a, she's not a psychologist. She's 
actually a brain doctor of some sort, but Lord, I don't know what she's called. <laughs> but she's also a Christian, and she's written a book about how the brain operates, how it works. And she tells it from a godly perspective because a lot of things in God's Word lines up with what is actually happening scientifically in your brain. And she said, did you know that the human brain is not born with the ability to fear? You learn it. And that just shocked me. I just sat there for a minute. I had to digest that because, sure, you know, uh, I mean, if you think about it, your child is going to touch something hot because they don't know to fear that yet. They have to learn to fear that. And so we, as we go through life, and you know how we say, oh, kids are so fearless. Well, it's because they haven't learned yet to fear something. And so that just makes me go back to how God originally designed us. He designed us with the capacity to love, um, to be loved, but not to fear. And if you read in the Word, God says, for I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. And fear is really a spirit that comes, again, from our enemy. And like you said, it usually comes at times that he wants to paralyze us so that we don't do something that God really wants us to do. Or let's just say, let's just say uh, you're out somewhere and you feel like you need to pray for somebody. The first thing that's right. going to hit you is fear. Oh, I don't want to go over there and pray for them because I'm going to look stupid. They're going to think I'm a weirdo. You know, and so fear grips you sometimes just from doing the exact thing that God really wants you to do. And somewhere along in our journey of life, we have learned that at some point. So if you learn it, you can also unlearn it as well. Right. right. And you just gave me goosebumps because you just quoted Second Timothy uh, chapter one seven. Mm-hmm. And and we have a uh, we have a, a baseball team here called the Kings. It's my oldest boy's team. It stands for Kids in God's Service. Uh huh. And that is actually our team verse. Isn't that awesome? And it, it's you know it, we we use it a little bit with baseball because a lot of times you, you watch these these kids and and they start out playing the game when they're five, six, or seven years old fearlessly, but mm-hmm. then they get yelled at because they make a mistake on mm-hmm. the baseball field. So the next time they they wind up being hesitant to make a play, and it gets worse. Right. And um, I've had had a guest on a couple times from Changing the Game Project, a guy named uh, uh, John O'Sullivan, who has written about these things, and, and he he talks a lot about how we need to let the kids play because one thing that you will see a lot of times with with um, uh, African Americans are primarily. Uh, are the largest group that are play, that's playing NBA basketball. Right. And you see these kids do unbelievably amazing things, but they didn't learn those things at the organized, structured practice that we had at Palmetto High School or at, at what other, other high school that you may have gone to. They learned those things when they went out with groups of kids and they did free play. Yeah. And they didn't have adults over there saying, you have to do it this way. Right. And, um, and I think that's what, what happens to us a lot in life as well is because, you know, we, we do need to learn from some of those mistakes. It also helps for, for someone to, to come in and say, okay, I've done that before. You may not want to do that. But mm-hmm. uh, um, we're getting close to the end of this segment. Let's talk about a couple other things that you, you said you do some speaking. Um, mm-hmm. I obviously know you can sing, but everybody else doesn't know that. By the <laughs> way, if you go to MickeyEllison.com and, and, and uh, click on Tiffany's website, you not only can buy the book there, but you can buy the most recent um, CD that she's released. Is it CDs anymore? 
Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it still is. <laughs> CDs for now. <laughs> for now, yeah. anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we could say show our age and, and say albums, but right. uh, uh, <laughs> but but um, you know, one you, you'll be amazed if you hear Tiffany sing because you did mention a, a lot about the the classical, and then then obviously that was a major change going from classical music to the Alabama Theater and Opryland. Right. And, well, and, when I first started singing, I was I started singing Southern Gospel because that's mm-hmm. what my mom sang. So uh-huh. she taught me, you know, through Southern Gospel. And then uh, I did a little country, and then uh, I started my classical training at thirteen. Well, <clears throat> I would on the side I would go and uh, I would do you know musicals like like in high school I did several musicals. And then uh, I would do some musicals other places. And so I was still always using what I called the other voice. <laughs> I was always using that, and I was always singing in church. So I never could get myself to just sing classical. I was always, always singing other things. So really, when I went to the Alabama Theater, I had sung all those different types of styles. And so it kind of all came together when I got there. Um, and then... You know, I just kept singing uh, with them and, and going through the different styles. And I think that's one thing that had has always helped me because I, I also sang with a, a Motown group for about three years. And um, just the ability to be able to switch styles has been a, a benefit of mine. But, you know, you were talking about the, base, uh, the basketball players. Um, when kids are young, one thing I encourage them highly is to just sing. I do not teach technique or structure to young singers. They have to be a certain age before we get into that because I want them to develop their musicality on their own by themselves without a lot of rules, you know, like you said, in, in basketball. Um, uh-huh. And that's the way I work with young singers. Folks, we're coming up on a break. We're going to talk more with Tiffany when we get back from this break, and we're going to introduce her new book that was was just released. And and you'll be able to get a copy of it if you click on her her link on my website, or you can just go to tiffanysweely.com and you can get it there as well. We'll be back with Tiffany in a second. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I don't know if anyone's ever used one eight six six four seven two five seven nine eight, but if you want to be the first on the first to call into the show, if you if you don't want to do that, actually like the Mickey Ellison Show Facebook page, and um, I think I can probably arrange a signed copy of, of of a book that we're going to talk about here in a minute for the first person to say they listen to the show on the Facebook page. Um, Tiffany Sweeley is with us today. Tiffany is a longtime friend of mine. We've known each other since, uh, heck, we might have known each other since we were in diapers. But uh, and I'm not kidding about that. Uh, she literally, uh, I was on one end of Youth Center Road, and you were on the other end of Youth Center Road, right. and it was about a mile apart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it is funny, though, you, you talked about some of the things that you were doing as far as your, your career goes and when you first started singing. There's so much, so many things about each other's lives that we, we don't really get to know people. We, we know what we, what we see. I didn't know that you were doing all the, all the training. Obviously, it should have been apparent because once we got to high school and I got to actually hear you sing. Yeah, um, and how good you were. But I digress. I, I have a tendency of I, I've, I have ADD. You've probably known that for forty two <laughs> years now. But uh, um, let's talk about the book. What okay. was the inspiration in the book? And and uh, the the book itself is called uh, "Prepare for Battle." Right. And um, I, I'm really excited. I, I actually know a real author. Actually, I know two of you now. <laughs> um, David Simpson that was on the show the first couple of shows has written a book too and it's a it's one that I, I'll send you a copy he sent me a whole bunch of them called Financial Sanity and Three Easy Lessons but oh, wow. uh, I haven't written a book uh, I just yak on the radio um, maybe maybe one day maybe one day we will but uh, tell me about the inspiration for the book and, and how how that process went well um, first of all I want to start by saying I never intended to be an author that you know when you have your big long list of things you'd like to do before you die that just wasn't on there anywhere and one of the reasons is because uh, I just wasn't good at English I just I just wasn't good I I dreaded every English class I ever took hated it hated it hated it Uh, I was always the math person just give me more and more math um and so even when I went to college, I took English composition and, because I had to. I had to. So my teacher sat me down one day. And she, I got a C. And she said, you know, Tiffany, she said, writing takes practice. And I can tell you haven't had very much. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. You know, she didn't hurt my feelings at all. She was just stating the obvious. So I had no intentions of writing a book. None. Zero. But last... Um, for the last year and a half or two years, at, well, yeah, two years at this point, uh, my husband and I had gone through a really bad um, trial in our marriage, and we actually separated, filed for divorce, uh, was completely heading in that direction. <clears throat> and um, after God miraculously, and I mean miraculously, put us back together, um, I was asked to speak at a conference and I knew from the moment he asked me what to speak on, what I was going to speak on. And it was how God brought me through that battle. And that I really wasn't prepared for it. Because I had let my relationship with him just kind of 
fall a little bit to the side. You know, it didn't completely go away, but it had really fallen to the side, and I had really gotten into me mode. Um, I want to be happy. You know, I'm turning 40. Do I want the rest of my life to be like this? And I had gotten very self-consumed with self. And when this battle came, it caught me completely off guard. And I had to, unfortunately, hurry up and try to get my relationship with God back, you know, and, and say, oh, Lord, I'm in trouble. You're going to have to help me. And it shouldn't, shouldn't be like that, you know. But he taught me so much through that process of our marriage being restored. And when I spoke about it, um, someone came up to me and said, oh, you've got to put that in a book. That's an amazing testimony. And, you know, I really didn't want to because, like I said, I'm just not a great writer. But I said, you know what, somebody may need to hear this. So after a lot of encouragement, um, that's where the book came from. So, you know, it, it is one of those things. We actually serve an amazing God because we turn our backs on him. He never actually turns his on us. No, never. No, there, there, there are times when uh, it's just like in that book, Liberty of God That Fails. God gives it. We can go make make those silly uh, decisions that that we shouldn't be making or are really bad decisions. But yet, if we if we learn what I think is a trait that we is maybe the most important trait that we should learn is humility. And we go, okay, you know what? I messed up. Mm-hmm. And, and we go back and we we talk about it. But God has a way of using those things to benefit us. I mean, you think about who He used in in the Bible. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, David, a man after up. own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of screw ups. That that, that uh, uh, actually, I look at those and go. Hey, dude, I wasn't that bad. I didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, not that bad either. I know. Never, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care um, how flawed we are. That's not his, and it's so funny because how people view you and how God views you are so totally different. You know, if if a person had to go out and pick 12 disciples, they would have never picked who Jesus picked. <laughs> uh, but he saw things from a totally well, the, different perspective. Hey, those guys, those guys didn't even get it until after he rose from the grave. I know. <laughs> they still didn't get it. Right. But once he did, once he did, that bunch of ragtag guys brought us the gospel that that you and I know today. Right. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. ADD got me again. It's okay. <laughs> But, you know, you think about David and you think about um, the different people in the Old Testament, especially that, you know, they they did not have it all together. They were up, they were down, they were up, they were down. But the Bible says that God sees your heart. That's what you and I can't see is a person's heart. Um, in their quiet time, he knew what was going on inside of them and that they would be usable. There's so many people that on the outside look like they've got it all together, but God can't use them because they won't let him. And right. so as long as we are usable, uh, it doesn't matter how flawed we are. Um, and I'm not saying go out there and try to be flawed, but I'm just saying we're just naturally... <laughs> hey, we, do a pretty good, we do a pretty good job on our own on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but that's not, that's not his criteria for using a person. Um, it's just, are you willing? Are you willing to pray for that person? Are you willing to pick up the phone and call that person? You know, are you willing to listen to his instructions and do what he says to do? Uh, if you're not, it doesn't matter how perfect a life you live. Uh, you're just not going to be very effective. The effective person is the one who listens and obeys, listens and obeys. Yep, you might screw up. 
from time to time, but you're still, uh, he's still able to use you. And I think that's what we've got to get to. Humble yourself, like you said. Humble yourself and say, God, I just want you to use me. Yeah, he, he has used amazing people. And, and, and it's, you know, the world teaches us, and you know this, it, it, it's probably, I don't know how it works in, in the industry that you've been in for, for so long, that we're supposed to have a certain appearance. When I first got into the financial planning business, okay, now I'm already $200,000 in debt. And what I'm being told by my mentor in the business is, well, you need to get this type of car. You need to get, you need to go to these these meetings. You need to make sure you've got these types of clothes. And and for years I did that, Tiffany. You know, by the grace of God, we started making enough income where the debt load wasn't just burying us anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, we we uh, it was not until the crisis of 2008 in, in the financial planning world that I really sat down and said, what the heck are you doing? I, mm-hmm. I was so mad at God mm-hmm. in the spring of 2009 that I would sit at night in my driveway. I was scared to death, Tiff. Mm-hmm. I got people, I didn't get in this business to hurt people. Right. And following what I was seeing being done in this industry and what, and, you know, I was hear people say, well, you know, that's just how it is. Sometimes it, it just drops. I said, well, these people are depending on us. Mm-hmm. They're depending. So, Okay, we tell them just go put your money in the in, in the in the lottery or mm-hmm. or go put your money on the on the roulette wheel or blackjack table. That's what we're telling them to do and say, oh, if you do this, you have a seventy eight percent chance of making it through retirement. Well, that's how, that sucks. <laughs> that that's not what we're supposed. Now, granted, I know that you're we're going to have investments that do this, and I I, I literally Tiff, I play, I prayed for two years. I said, God, I want to know the truth in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's me telling God what I want to know. Right. But I want to know the truth in this industry, and I want a door out of it. Right. And man, did he flood me with truth, but never opened that door to get out. So I finally, in 2012, said, okay, you're not going to give me a door out. I'm going to try to create one. Right. And I went and started doing some research that I thought was going to give me a one result, and in the end, it was completely opposite of what I thought was going to happen, which in turn has given me the opportunity to do what I think he has called me to do mm-hmm. in this industry. I'm here because I'm supposed to be here. Right. I'm here because I see, you know, the people in this industry in and of itself are not all bad people, mm-hmm. but they haven't woken, awakened to say, you know, you're telling people that you're going to, uh, uh, we're, we're basing returns off because the market average is nine to ten percent over a long period of time. But yeah, you're showing them investments that are not the market themselves, but just invested directly into the market. And then you throw two and three percent fees on top of those things, and you expect they're expected ten percent. Well, if you're charging three, you can't make ten percent. It's simple math. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I know I'm getting off on that. Um, but I, I think so many times we we just Go with what people tell us to do. I actually had a with our baseball team two years ago. We we sat down. It's kind of funny. All this stuff's happened in 2012, <laughs> and I sat down with them, and, and we just changed their name two years before that to, to Kids in God Service, and the name of the team is Kings. Uh-huh. And it finally dawned on me. I said, "Boys, you know what? Th- this is something that's on my heart." And I pulled them aside. We were we we're at a practice, and I said, "The world teaches you." Watch television. Watch everything that's advertised. We're taught, and you mentioned it a minute ago, about me, 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 me. I've got to get what's mine. i got to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And Scripture tells us the exact opposite. Right. 
We are here to serve others. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? We can look at even successful businesses. It may not have gone into it with this type of mentality, but I had them name off the restaurants they like, the game, video games they like, they, all these different things. And I finally looked at them and said, it's so simple, isn't it, guys? What did they do? And it turns out those people served their either want or their need. Mm-hmm. And they were, what for good or bad, they were enriched because they provided somebody else something that they wanted or needed. Right. And if we continue to try to live a life that's just me, 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 we're going to wake up one day all alone and miserable. And I think you and I have both been there. We got really, I got really close with the situation with my wife as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, um, thank God, I, it, what could have happened didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and it was God protecting us at that point. I have used up the entire segment. We're going to be back with Tiffany Sweely in a minute, and I am going to let her talk more this time. <laughs> See you in a second. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. one 472 5787 That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com. Now back to the show. Or you can reach Mickey at Mickey at Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Gosh, I can't even talk. That's not a good thing when you're doing a radio show. But um, I have with me Tiffany Tiffany Sweely, uh, formerly Tiffany Callahan, that I've known my entire life. And has, she has been on, on an amazing journey. And I actually – we talked about her book. We're going to mention a little bit more. It's called Prepare for Battle. And if you go, th- if you've been through struggles, um, it sounds. And I haven't had a chance to read it yet because Tiffany sent it to me via Pony Express. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you sent the thing like a week and a half ago, and I didn't I pay the you for it. Would have been there by now. <laughs> <laughs> I had just driven to Nashville and gotten it from you. <laughs> but uh, um, it, we 
one of the things I hope you take from this show is that we're all flawed. I don't know that everyone listening to this show is Christian. We, Tiffany and I both wish you would be. We can't make that decision for you. So uh, that that's between you and God. And, and, and uh, again, we have we cannot control that. But what we have been through and the things that the mistakes that we've made in life. Rather than be embarrassed about those things, you, we can all use those mistakes to help others. Because if we went through it, somebody else has gone through it before us or they're going through it now. Now, if you're in the middle of that crisis, I don't expect you to be going, oh, I really want to talk about this right now. Because you probably don't. But when you get through those, if you just never quit, right. never, ever quit. And Tiffany's never quit. And, and dude, I... I I, dude, I just said, dude. I got really close. I, I got really close a couple times to just quit and say, "Yeah, I just had enough." Right. I just had enough. But something would always happen that says, "Okay, I st- I'm still here with you." Most of the time, it was me not being willing to. I had to get down low enough to where I finally humble myself enough to say, oh, "God, I, 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 I can't handle this." Right. Right. And, and that's a, that's where I was at. You know, uh, when we were going through our our marital trouble and everything, you know, I wanted so badly to hold on and, and see things turn around because I knew deep in my heart there was that connection between us that was so strong. And we had been through, you know, so much together. We we talk about how we basically grew up together, it, it feels like. <clears throat> and then there was those days where I would just be so exhausted. I was tired of praying. I was tired of crying. I was tired of talking about it. I just simply wanted to move on. And I would tell my best friend, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm just moving on. And, you know, there were days where she would be like, yeah, girl, you just move on. <laughs> and then there were those days she would cry and be like, oh, but you belong to you. you know, she was so up and down, and she apologizes for that so much. And I'm like, it's okay. We were both a little crazy. But God would always send somebody. He would either send a friend, he would send somebody I don't know, and they would say, you can't give up. You've come too far. What are you giving up for? You know, get back up, you know. He would always send that person, or I would turn on the TV and I would see a story of of marriage restoration or just something crazy would happen. I remember just sitting in my office one day and I said, okay, God, you're going to have to just show me something. And I don't usually do this, but I just kind of opened the Bible and it landed on Hebrews chapter 11, which is the faith chapter. Uh And I just sat there and read, you know, faith is, and by faith, so I just kept going, okay, all right, so I will (laughs) hold on to my faith. And so I did, but I completely understand wanting to just give up and say, this is too hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you went through this, but I did. I had times where I didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I, didn't want to, I, did, I did not want to have to go deal with anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't show up to high school reunions because I thought, God, with all the potential I was supposed to have, mm-hmm. I'm just a, a miserable failure. And then I got to the point where I, got, I just said, no. I'm tired of living a lie. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we created that, that research that I did in the industry for, for our business that kept me in the business, wound up creating a strategy that I didn't even intend to, to create. I don't know how, how well it's going to work going forward, but it, it, it did keep me going a little bit longer, and it introduced me to someone else who has helped me create some of the stuff simply because I showed him my pitiful Excel spreadsheet when I did it, <laughs> and I didn't know that he was a, he was a genius with, with Excel, but um, you know, it, it just got to the point where I, I, I just got tired of living a lie. 
Right. You know, I didn't live a lie when we were, when, when we knew each other when we were in high school. What you saw is what you got. Right. And I was the guy. You know me. I showed up in at school in a pair of blue jeans and some baseball t-shirt untucked every single day. Yeah. If you'd have showed and, up in something different, I'd have thought something was wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? What's right. <laughs> but and, and I got away from that. And and his funny thing is. I, we, we added a little over $5 million to that strategy last year, and I did it wearing a hat, a T-shirt, and shorts, or in the winter in, in Kansas, a pair of sweats. Right. And, and the thing is, I will tell people over and over and over again, we have been taught so many times that perception is reality, mm-hmm. and what, what it really means is, no, you're being lied to by a bunch of people who are living lives that they really don't want to live, but they've been told so long that they're supposed to look like this, that's why they do it. Right. And, you know, you would have come by and seen the, the car that we were driving and, and, and all these different things and say, oh, those people look like they're doing well while we're drowning in debt. Mm-hmm. And, well, and that's one thing that attracted me to my husband in the beginning was he was so, what you see is what you get. He put on, he put on no airs for anybody. <laughs> I'll never forget our very first conversation. We were standing there and uh, I said, um, so what kind of truck do you have? And he said, I have a full-size Chevy and I said, oh, what do you do? I'm a mechanic. Uh, and uh, what's your favorite TV show, Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> it, was just, it was just completely transparent. He was not trying to win me over. <laughs> you know? I was like, wow, is- this guy just, okay, so this is what it is. And I was so drawn to that because it is so hard to find authenticity. And my even my friends they are so blatantly honest. You know, I'm like, well, you know, most people couldn't handle us because we are just way too honest for people. I don't dare ask them if they like my outfit because they'll tell me, and I have to be ready for the answer. <laughs> you know, well, but that's, you know, that's what I love. That's, that's what really I love, and that's what that's the way we are supposed to be with each other. You know, just be real. And um, I'm, you know, I'm just at the point I'm not putting on any airs for anybody anymore either. And the more the more you stop doing that, I think the more God really wants to use you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know the the true friend is the one that will tell you you've got a booger in your nose. Absolutely. I'll let you, hey, girl. I'll let you sit there in front of a whole bunch of people with a booger in your nose. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll like, do. How dare you let me sit there like that all day? <laughs> That's yeah, not a or, friend. <laughs> exactly right. Or, uh, um, you might need to put a, put a piece of gum in your mouth right now. Right. Because I can smell you from 20 feet across the room. Right. But, uh, hey, Tiff, we have about two minutes left. What... How can people find you, and how can they uh, um, uh, how can they get your book and and your CD as well? Because you'll be amazed at this because you went back to your roots on that on the one song that I listened to. Yes, I went back to some just plain old good gospel music. Um, they can just go to tiffanysweely.com dot com and um, send me a message. You know, send me uh, how they want me to contact them, or they can uh, if they want to email me just tiffanysweely at gmail dot com. Um, because I'm trying to book right now a lot of speaking engagements. Um, just let me know what kind of event you're having, uh, what topic you're trying to emphasize, and uh, I'd be more than happy to come and speak. And if you need a singer, I'm kind of a two-for-one. <laughs> and and you, she can definitely do that. Folks, we're at the end of the show. Um, if you want Tiffany's book, you can go to her website, tiffanyswilly.com, to, to get that. If you forget it, you can always go to mickeyellison.com. There's a link right on the side. If you hover over Tiffany's name, it says buy, buy, the, buy the book, um, and it will take you to do that. Tiffany, I really appreciate the 20-year reunion we got to have today. And Thank we don't, you. I, I, 
And I really hope that you will continue to pray that there's a reason that God has brought you, Michael Gowan, and myself back together at this point in time in our lives. I think there's something really powerful that we can do, and we really can change the world. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. All right. Well, let's do it again. Okay. Absolutely. All right, folks. Thanks, Tiffany Sweely, for being on the show, and thank you for listening. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.